0: Welcome to Cars Yeah! Show number six hundred and eleven. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the inaugural Atlanta Concours d'Elegance. This brand new spectacular event takes place October eighth and 9th at the Chateau Elan Winery and Resort outside of Atlanta, Georgia. You can learn more about this event at AtlantaConcours.org.
1: All I can say is, never ever give up.
0: This is Cars Yeah where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive
1: enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah!
0: I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable, lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in UltraBite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost jumpstarter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com Hello automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jim Thomas. Hey Jim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm definitely ready. All right, great to have you here. Jim Thomas is the founder and president of Onsite Shine in Atlanta, Georgia and Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. His company is a mobile detailing business that he started after detailing aircraft and cars as a teenager. Today with over 20 years of experience, he and his talented team provide their clients with superior service and expertise, and they've become Atlanta's most wanted personalized detailing company. They clean to detail everyday drivers to the most expensive exotics, collectible cars, aircraft, and watercraft. On-Site Shine is also a proud sponsor of the inaugural Atlanta Concorde d'Elegance, which takes place this weekend at the Chateau Elan Winery and Resort. So Jim, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you, before we get into the questions, could you take a moment to share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for making cars look really nice?
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Mark. Well, as you said, I started in this business at a very young age. I was able to, I had the opportunity to start working on aircraft as a teenager and got to meet a, like just a, a plenty of extraordinarily people all over the Atlanta area. And uh, from that point of working on aircraft and then a lot of their high-end cars, it just kind of kind of ran in my blood for a long time and then just developed into like such a passion of taking care of these kind of fine automobiles and collectibles. And it got to a point where honestly, it didn't matter what kind of car it was. We just like to clean them. <laughs> we like to <laughs> detail them. Yeah. We like to research new products, find out what's going to make things look better, smell better, you know, leather, paint, you know, just everything bumper to bumper on a car. And yeah. and that's yeah. gone into, you know, a lot of other crafts like, you know, marine and boats and such.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I found out about from you through the Atlanta Concours because this week we're uh, focusing on the Atlantic Concours and you're one of their proud sponsors, which makes sense because there's going to be some spectacular cars there. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or some kind of mantra. This is a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning or in your case, the orbital wheel spinning here on Cars Yeah! So Jim, take the wheel.
1: All I can say is, Never ever give up, and that's just been something since I was very, very young. It just uh kind of was driven into me. you know I gotta say this, Mark, from an early age, growing up with my parents who worked so hard to make sure that we had like just you know not only a roof on our head or head but food on the table for a big family it was just never ever give up i mean it's just it's never been an option working at an early age and developing those kind of work ethics it's helped me spring forward a lot further than a lot of other people may may be able to have done themselves and i feel like i'm fortunate to have had that upbringing from my parents and just being raised the way we were when i decided to get into the detailing business after years of being employed in it i just knew that at that point It was no turning back. There was plenty of other career opportunities that I could have gone forward with, and something in my heart really drew me into the detailing business. It's just never let go. I, I can't explain the passion. It's like, you know, I can't explain the love of my child, you know, when I see <laughs> my children for the first time. But I knew at that point when I saw my children that I really understood what love meant. Well, yeah. with this business, I understand what a passion someone could have for something that they absolutely love and are fortunate enough to really pursue that in a career. And, uh, and it's worked out really, really well for us. I mean, my well, family, well. And for my business, and employees, and, and for our clients.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when you have your own business, and you are a detailer, and you love making cars look great, there's so many nice things about that. Because when you're done, the client is so happy. You're happy. You actually can see the results right then and there of what you've done. But running a business is a whole nother thing, and we're going to get into some of those trials and tribulations of entrepreneurship, I know, as we go along with our talk here. But uh, I understand having detailed cars many, many years of my life as well. Uh, there's nothing better than standing back and going, wow, I made that thing look like that. Very, very cool. Yes. Well, let's go back in time, and I want to have you share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment as you remember in your life when you realized that you were a car guy?
1: Probably, you know, when, where I grew up in uh, South Florida in my early years, we lived in kind of like a low-income area. I was never really involved with like high-end cars. We just we just didn't see them where I grew up. And when my family moved back to Atlanta, you know, as an early teenager, my dad actually met a guy that had a mobile detailing business that he did aircraft. And at the time, I wasn't even really involved with cars. Or I really had a passion for them as much. I mean, I like to see pictures of them. I thought they were really cool when I'd see them on tv shows or movies but not really seeing one in person it just didn't really hit me mm-hmm. and it was about the time when i was you know detailing planes and i mean literally i was able to you know take the hands of the of the business and this guy would let me go and detail planes he dropped me off well as i was detailing these aircraft and i'd meet these new interesting people they'd come taxiing in and something like either just a single engine double engine or a king air or a Learjet. They'd come and approach me and just ask how much to do a certain service, whether it be a wash or like a little polish and wax or what have you. And when they'd see how much time I'd spend on the aircraft I was working on or the aircraft that they owned, I would then get led into the hangar where I would see like (laughs) collections of cars. And it was like nothing I'd ever seen. I mean, really, I just never been in introduced to something so inspiring and aweing, And uh, at that point in time, it was just I was hooked. I mean, it was it it was like a drug. The first time someone let me wash up the Ferrari and I was like literally maybe 15 or 16 years old. i would never been so excited in my life. And I just I can't let that out of my mind because it was just such an inspiring moment in my life.
0: Sounds like that's what bit you. And, you know, it's really cool how one thing leads to another, which leads to another So uh, I'm really happy and excited to hear about that. Again, because of my background with detailing cars as a teenager and all the way up into adulthood, I understand because one thing leads to another. Thank you. Well, Jim, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood here and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. You're an entrepreneur. You're a businessman. Oh, my gosh, this is a roller coaster ride that we're on. The most important part of that has to do with how did you overcome that situation And what did it teach you? So, take us to that painful time in your life, kind of walk us through it, but then walk us out into the light and how things got better from there.
1: Okay. Well, it was right around 2001, um, 2002 that I began to start, uh, that I started the business. And we can talk about that in a few minutes, but it had progressed so well. And we had done, I mean, just, we had garnered such a client base in the Atlanta area and had started developing such a grand I mean just an incredible reputation and we were trusted by most of every of the exotic dealerships and my company started to grow. And I was still young and I didn't understand a lot of the concepts of you know running an organization, running a business. And we were doing we, we were we were able to grow to seven trucks mobile and we had a location that we were subleasing from uh, from a partnered company that we deal with called Cartoons of Atlanta. And they do like audio work and high-end, you know, laser jammers and radar detectors and that sort of thing. And I had just started a marina side of the you know business. I had developed putting I had actually put together a pontoon boat that it was fully adequate to with everything it needed, including filtering water out of the lake that we live nearby, which is Lake Lanier, and pressure washing boats and, and cleaning those properly. And we actually had it approved from the Army Corps of Engineers and a lot of other things. And we were doing such incredible numbers. At about the same time, the lake level dropped where we were, and it was like one of the worst droughts in history in our area. And It was actually a man-made drought. Uh, some of the calibration for the, the dam that was releasing the water from the Chattahoochee River was off, and we didn't realize how much water was lost until it was too late. The lake level dropped about 15 feet over the next several months, and several boat dealerships went out of business. And at the time, we were actually the service company for detailing those, those same dealerships. And, uh, we basically, we, we'd go from a 30 day to 60 day net into 90 days. And then, you know, companies going out of business. And at the same time I was cash flowing the whole operation while maintaining all the other aspects of the business. And we lost a lot of money from not yeah. being able to take, you know, collect on the detailing jobs that we had done.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear yeah. I was watching everything sink as you were explaining all that. Oh my gosh.
1: That probably couldn't have been the worst part of it or would have been, you know, survivable. It would have been a lot, I don't want to say a lot more manageable, but just months later was when the economy started to kind of not do us so well. Well, there's, there's plenty of times I felt like I just needed to crawl up in a ball and just cry under my bed or my desk or something. But I just, but at the end of the day, this, you know, those kind of things don't work to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I really had to dig my heels in hard and really hold steadfast and hold on. To my mantra, and that was, I can't give up. You know, I mean, there's just there's just no chance at all that I'll ever turn back around. I just couldn't accept defeat. I felt like I'm at the shore and I'm burning the ships, and I'm going to keep moving forward. That's the position I took, and it was it was painful for a while, but it's just like when you're a child and you fall off a bike and you get skinned up really bad, and you feel like you don't want to do that again. But you know what? It's not that bad. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a powerful lesson for me to learn how to how to manage the business better, how to manage people better, and how to watch the growth so that it can be steady and I can keep up with it rather than have it outgrow me.
0: Yeah. You know, great lessons there. And I have so many, guests who've been on cars yeah that went through that recession and it just obliterated them and caused so many challengers but you're right the only thing is to do is never give up dig your heels in and then once things start to improve or you just simply are forced to change the way you do your business and it sounds like that is exactly what you did so bravo to you glad you're still here with us making cars and boats and airplanes look good let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum i'd love for you to share a story where you had a career aha moment I like to say it's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success.
1: This was early on in my business. And after being after working at detailing shops and, and uh, car washes and, and several things through, through the years, I had uh, actually stepped back for a little while. And, and I, was, uh, I was bartending and buying and selling properties for an investment firm. And it was fun stuff to do when I was in my early 20s both seemed to make pretty good money, but I just didn't have my heart in it completely. And uh, it was around 2001, my wife had actually, she was in the Coast Guard after college. And when she got out, we moved back to Atlanta and we were looking for a house. And uh, she asked me, well, what are you gonna do now that we're back here? I said, you know what? I'm gonna start this detailing business. And she thought I was out of my mind. (laughs) And uh, so anyway, we found an apartment up in the northern suburbs of Atlanta. It was near Lake Lanier and we were looking for a house. And I was, you know, I had a truck with a trailer, I had a van and I had all these other things and I was trying to develop what, what kind of, what can I do to really set myself aside from other mobile detailing operations so I didn't just look like everybody else. And I was struggling with that, but I wasn't so committed in the business until one day she called me and she was in tears and I was like, Oh my God, my wife never cries. I mean, she's like the toughest woman I've ever met in my life. And she was like, you got, you got to get home right away. And so okay. it, I remember it was a Tuesday. Cause I remember the account that I was at and it was, it was late, I guess, August that year and uh dead heat of the summer. And I, I got home to my apartment at the time and uh, went upstairs and I was like, what's wrong? How are you doing? You know? And, and she just, she couldn't say anything. She just kind of pointed to a counter and it had a pregnancy test on the counter.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: <laughs> I was like, wow, this really changes everything.
0: <laughs> you know, this is, I have heard this so many times. Having a child so radically changes your your life, of course, because bringing a child into your life is, is so spectacular. I have two great kids. They're grown up now. Oh, my gosh. You know, it changes your focus and your drive because now you got another person to deal with that you have to take care of that person. And, and it really laser focuses you on what you're doing, doesn't it?
1: It does, and it was a long night that evening, but most of it was just kind of consoling her. Yeah, <laughs> saying,
0: hey, this is an exciting
1: hey, moment. It's a good moment. She's like, how could it be good? Yeah,
0: yeah. I You know, it's, yeah, especially if it's unplanned. Um, But, you know, a great thing is you already had a direction set, and, you know, two great parents are married and love and had a focus in life. So, uh, yeah, but having children, oh, my gosh, that changes things. In so many ways, so
1: really
0: there's a good aha moment for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Well, I would assume you've had many proud moments in your career, but is there one that stands out that you could share with us?
1: You know, it was, I guess the proudest moment, it, it led up to, it, it started on that day and and I really had, you know, I started to really kind of focus in the, the, the following morning after my wife told me this, she went to her job and I went on mine. And what I should have been doing or what I thought I should have been doing was going out and washing cars and making money, but I didn't do that. I went and started looking at car lots and I found a truck that I could totally redesign everything that, you know, the mobile detailing aspect looked like, you know, it was a beautiful looking truck, slightly owned. And, uh, I bought the truck <laughs> with a hard shell ton of cover on it. And I just knew I could fit all my equipment in it, including the water tanks and everything needed. I didn't need to pull a trailer. I didn't need to have a minivan, uh, you know, or anything like that. And just kind of like do it like everybody else had. Right, I wanted right. to build a, a really sharp image of the detailing business. And the following day, I bought that truck and went to her office, and she freaked out. She was like, oh, my gosh, what in the world are you doing? We can't afford this. We've got a baby on the way. We're not even prepared for it. And I said, no, this is where things are going to change, and I'm going to make a different direction in my life and for everything that I'm doing, and I'm put, I'm, I'm going for it. I Very guess she saw it in me, and she realized that I mean I was not letting go, yeah. and yeah. I did. I mean, within a week, I had everything outfitted, and my clients right away noticed a huge improvement from what we were doing. I started getting bigger referrals, better referrals, into better country clubs with people with more cars and more collections, and it just it ramped up so much. But that proud moment was. And this wasn't even like seven months later because I didn't realize my wife was already two months pregnant when we found out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so seven months later when she was, you know, when she were in the hospital at Northside Hospital in Atlanta where there's like, I think like like 20,000 babies born a year or something. Oh, wow. Or maybe more than that. That was the last day that she worked. And not that she didn't want to work, but she was able to stay home and maintain and, and work for the family, you know, work with the family to, you know, right. to nurse body and and that was just like my moment looking in my you know young baby's eyes seeing him and just knowing that i'm gonna make this a success yes. even though pitfalls and plenty of stumbles along the way um i mean now we have three kids but oh my gosh
0: oh my god you know again what a great story and uh you know i know how hard that is we did the same thing with my wife and i she had a very uh great career going she was an engineer and we had our kids we decided you know what we want to raise our kids. So she decided to quit working. She was making more money than me at the time. Uh It was a huge <laughs> transition in our lifestyle, of course, but we decided that's what we wanted to do. And I'll tell you something, never look back. It's been the, one of the best decisions we ever made that she stayed home to take care of the kids, to help me so I could go off and be the breadwinner. And, uh, you know, it was just, it worked out great. So very proud of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know we've been through it. It's it's a tough one, but it pays back in spades, uh definitely. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? Maybe you could share a memory you have of that vehicle.
1: <laughs> you know, that's a funny question because I had never really owned cars growing up. My parents always owned like these older kind of. They were like tanks. They were built like tanks, but they were old. You know, sure. And so I always had like a lot of love for cars. But I started looking for a Ford Lightning right after the time my business started to do well, and I hired on first person you know to manage it, who was my, brother, my, my brother-in-law, my brother I went on the pursuit for a Ford Lightning. I had gotten this Ford F-150 and had it all outfitted. And within six months of really working that hard, probably you know, a little bit further after that, after my son was born, I developed so much clientele that I really, I couldn't handle it all on my own. I knew I needed to have somebody else to help me. Well, my brother-in-law, Rob, came on board right after he got out of the military. He, he had served and was an airborne ranger and kind of one of those high-speed, no-drag guys, and, uh, and but very particular. And so he was able to come on and help me manage a lot of these accounts, and I was able to look for another truck. And I found this Ford Lightning, and it was gorgeous everybody thought i was crazy because they're like you don't need to spend so much money on something crazy like that <laughs> but this one it was like it was beautiful I, I i found it up in north carolina for sale actually on ebay i'd never bought anything on ebay in my life but i contacted the seller he worked for a uh, everton motorsports which is a you know one of the race car you know oh, yes. there in, in uh, charlotte and he was unloading it because he was waiting to get the new c6 or something like that he, so he had like a few thousand miles on it and just he and I talking for a couple of days and kind of figuring out where we wanted to be on the price. We came to a very, very good price and I got it for $20,000, which it was like well below even, uh, the market value or, or, you know, just even wholesale value. Yeah. I mean, I was tickled to death. I did, whatever, I did what everybody thought I couldn't do and get a great car for like a great price.
0: What about a car that you let go that you really wish you could have back?
1: Is there one of those? <laughs> it's the same car. Oh, same car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: We always get those dream cars, and then for some reason we have to let them go, whatever it might be. I've had plenty in my past, so uh, yeah, uh I, I understand. I understand. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your business and what you guys do. And also, uh since you're part of the Atlanta Concord d'Elegance, this is the first year for this event. I had both Bill Wallet and Harry Cricks, who are the founders of the show, on at Cars Yeah last month. Uh, they told us a little bit about the show. But how are you guys involved? Uh, why did you decide to be a sponsor? And what has you excited and fired up today?
1: We've done so much in the past with uh, with people in Pebble Beach and Amelia Island and several other concourses. In the Atlanta market, we just don't have anything like that, never have. There's been a couple of attempted times where it's been, you know, some really nice car shows, but nothing like a Concorde elegance, like what you would see in any of those other big cities who've developed such a big reputation for what, you know, they do and the turnout that they have. When Bill and Harry decided to put this thing together in Atlanta and and, uh, and talk to a lot of the other people and the big players that would be involved and they came to us, I was, I was really excited. Of course, I wanted to be involved. And uh, I think Atlanta is a very well-deserving city for, to, to have such an event. I think it'll be a huge hit and tremendous success for years and years to come and just keep growing. Uh, Chateau Alon, we did a Jaguar event there for North American Jaguar car club like i don't know somewhere a little more than 10 less than 15 years ago and it's such a such a great place to have those kind of events so it just all makes sense yeah and at the same time we have other events right around the same weekends like petite lemans and, and other things but but we care for a lot of the cars that are going to be included in these events so
0: yeah
1: it makes a lot of sense for us to be involved and. And and I love doing it. And so do all our you know, all our guys love, you know, being involved. They love to be there at the event. It's, it's something that takes us out of the regular ebb and flow of the workday. and suddenly we feel even more important for doing an important job that we love to do already.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's really cool that you're involved and I know it's gonna be a fantastic event and I encourage any listeners who are gonna be in the Atlanta area to check it out. You can go to Atlantaconcord.org and see where where the location is at the Chateau Elan. If you go there, make sure you walk up and say hello to Jim. You heard him on Car Jab. sounds like it will be a fantastic event. Great that you guys are involved. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Jim. If you were a car, what kind of car would Jim be
1: and why? Oh, my (laughs) gosh. You know – that's such a loaded question because it's one of those things. Now, my wife is a blonde and she's like got a, you know, she's kind of curly head, you know, but, you know, some guys prefer this, that or the other. But looking at cars, it's like I, I look at a car and I just kind of fall in love with, the, you know, the design, the edges and just like everything about it, the accent lines. If if I could be a silver Countach with a red interior, I think that <laughs> would be like the most extraordinary automobile To be found, and that's one that I would love to have. Although there's only a couple that really exist, and ones in a museum. Now, aside from that, I mean, just you know, Ferrari comes up with all these new cars, and Porsche has all these new, interesting, exciting cars. It's just there's, it's just unlimited. I don't know how to really nail it down into something like that, other than I'm probably be considered more of uh, some old muscle classic car that just you know takes a beating <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's probably the more honest way to answer the question the way it's designed is how do you perceive yourself because gosh we'd all love to be a Countach or a ferrari or a porsche <laughs> but i like that answer you eventually got to the right answer yeah an old worked hard muscle car so <laughs> that makes sense to me but with a shiny exterior so that's oh, the most it's got important perfect <laughs> yeah always detailed So, Jim, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how. At mark at com or connect with me through the Carsia yeah! website at com. Hey, Carsia yeah! listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available and they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts and RVs exteriors from the elements and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers front-end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats and much much more Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Jim, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, Oh, boy. That's such a tough one. You know, this reminds me of a client that I have, and I still have, and he took pretty good care of his cars, but he always took a beating on the trade-in, and after we nurtured a small relationship of several months of just seeing each other at car shows, he decided to take the leap and have a car detailed right before he sold it, and we didn't go over the top and like really do things that didn't need to be done. But we did just enough to make it look like that car had been maintained and kept in such a pristine condition for the life of the time that he owned it. He was able to recoup a lot more money than he spent on the detail, let me tell you. Uh,
0: you know, that is absolutely spectacular advice. And I'll, I'll give our listeners another little tip here is if when you take your car in for service, clean the engine bay. Because the guy working on your car will be much more precise and particular when he opens that lid and goes, oh, one of these guys. (laughs) So that's another little tip, but yours is better. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years?
1: Just persevere. Just keep going. Keep it, you know, keep a smile on your face and know that whatever's, you know, whatever roadblock set in front of you is for a good reason. And that's what makes us stronger and better at what we do.
0: Yeah. You know, I've had so many entrepreneurs on the show, perseverance, tenacity, a good attitude, and also uh, reminds me of uh, a blog that I just did this past week on Carja yeah about looking at obstacles and failures as an opportunity to learn. So uh, great advice there too.
1: Now, how about a resource?
0: There's lots of great resources out there, but is there one in particular you'd like to share?
1: I guess I've got several resources that I you know tune into, and there's a couple of uh, blogs that kind of come to mind. And uh, I mean, I really enjoy reading just about anything automotive but I mean my industry is is about auto detailing and uh, a good friend of mine Jim LaFieber he puts out a, a this little blog with Dr. Beasley's and it's got great posts on how to care for your car mm-hmm. he's up in Chicago and he's a tremendous guy and they have great products and then people like uh, businesses like G-Technic and stuff like that that we use as far as their coatings and a lot of their products they have great material on their website to, to help you learn how to maintain your car properly and and how to you know, preserve the paint and the finishes and everything on the interior. You know, aside from that, it's just, I like to read a lot of books. I like to, you know, study more up on what's going on in the industry. You know, we've got car wash magazines. We've got the International Detailing Association, which is great if you're in the, if you're in the detailing business, I strongly urge someone, you know, for you to go to the International Detailing Association, become a member, start networking with people like yourself across the world, across the country, and, and, and being able to, you know, really do further with your business.
0: Well, those are great resources. I love it. And you mentioned a book. Uh, is there a book that stands out for you that you think the Carjale listeners would enjoy reading?
1: About a year and a half ago, I was introduced to a guy named Jim Collins.
0: <laughs> yes, I know Jim Collins.
1: I mean, I, when I read Good to Great, I, I just i I couldn't pick it up enough, and I couldn't put it down to be able to really think through everything that it was teaching me or telling me, and all the studies they'd done. But it really drives home. How such big corporations and businesses have become successful for a lot of different reasons, and why their competitors did not do so well, yeah, and yeah. I, I would urge anybody in any industry to read that book and, and and even some of his others
0: yeah, yeah, Jim Collins, good to great, very familiar with that book, in fact, I gave both my kids that book when they went off to college, uh, and they both keep that on their shelf as they've gotten into their professional careers yes, fantastic book, great resource, well, listeners, you can find. That resource and all the resources Jim has been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at com slash jim thomas. There's another great place on the Carsia yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where Jim Collins, Good to Great, and all the past 610 guests before Jim Thomas here have been listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Jim, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, you can't sell it. You got to keep it. You got to drive it. You got to enjoy it. You get to wax it and polish it. But money's no object. I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that vehicle be and why?
1: It would be a Porsche 918.
0: Ooh. Okay. You've made something expensive for me today. So what is it about the Porsche 918 you love so much? As if I need to ask.
1: <laughs> I've had the joy of getting behind the wheel of a couple, been behind the polisher of several. And these are just like the most exquisite cars that I've ever worked on. And now not to say that Lamborghini and Ferrari and all these other, you know, supercars don't make really extraordinary cars, but the 918 is just so incredible. And I would love to drive that one. I would drive it 10,000 miles a year if I didn't put more on it. If I owned Good it.
0: for you. <laughs> Good for you. They, they should be driven. So many of these supercars never get driven. They just sit in garages and you know show up at cars and coffee and go back tucked away but the yeah the 918 was meant to be driven and it's uh you know being a german car of course supposed to be out there driving so you picked a great car what color would you like that 918 to be
1: oh now that's wow you know all my company trucks are red and uh i don't know that i could own a red one but i've seen so many really beautifully colored ones yeah i'd have a really tough time to say what i'd like to dial it in as but it would have to be something so crazy <laughs> <laughs> just out there you know everybody would just look at it and go wow i would never do that color on any other car but somehow that fits
0: <laughs> well uh, we'll get to work on thinking of something really wild and crazy we'll do what borsche calls paint a sample so uh, we'll see if I know uh, now the peers out there going, hey, all the 918s are b- done and bought and sold for. But we're living in a fantasy world here at Cars. Yeah, so that's OK. <laughs> we'll come up with something very, very cool. I like the choice of going something way out there. Well, Jim, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars. Yeah, listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down the Roadway into the sunset in that Porsche 918.
1: <laughs> you know, enjoy life for what it is. Uh, make the most of it. It's, it's short, but it's sweet. And it's, it, we have plenty of time to make friends and, and really enjoy our lives, enjoy our cars. That's really what I think life is about. You know, is having a passion, you know, where, where some people can identify with in the car community and, and other communities, but just embrace life and love it.
0: Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and about your company?
1: Well, we have a website, com. We're based in Atlanta, and we've got a shop over in Charleston, South Carolina. We're spreading out a little bit. We're, we've got some great growth happening here in the Atlanta area and other markets, and so I'm sure they'll see us elsewhere and as we grow.
0: Fantastic, and I will encourage listeners to check out that website. It's a great website, by the way. I love it. Love what you, the way you guys have laid it out and done it. Really a fun visit. So, listeners, again, you can find everything Jim has shared on his show notes page at jim. Thomas, and if you're in the Atlanta area this weekend, be sure to attend the Atlanta Concord Elegance, the inaugural event taking place at Chateau Elon Winery Resort. And if you run into Jim, say, "Hey, I heard you on Cars." Yeah. If you can't make it, check out their website, AtlantaConcord.org, where you can learn more and perhaps plan a trip back there for next year's event. Jim, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise, and for sharing your business and life experiences with the Carja yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road.
1: Thank you very much, Mark. I really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up